Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Ashley Ricker, who was married at Fort Wilderness at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would love to see the photos of her day and hear about how she planned everything herself. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much, Carrie. I'm really excited. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to know, just to start, how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to be married at Fort Wilderness. We have been camping at Fort Wilderness since 2005 when my husband bought his camper. He has been camping there with his grandparents. He grew up camping there. So I guess you could actually say his grandparents were original campers at the Fort Wilderness campground when it opened in 1971. So needless to say, it's kind of like a family tradition for them. We, um, I used to go with my dad when I was little and stay in the cabins and you rent golf carts and it's just a really, really fun place. And honestly, we really had no other place we wanted to get married. So it really wasn't, we just, just decided it, it was something we really wanted to do. And for my listeners who are unfamiliar, Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings does receptions out at Fort Wilderness, but they don't offer any kind of escape event or ceremony or memories collection. So this is really interesting. So Ashley, tell me a bit about what happened when you called Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings and told them that you wanted to be married at Fort Wilderness. Well, I actually called the campground first, and I knew that to do a wedding, you had to go through, you know, the Disney's fairy tale weddings. But I didn't know if it was, since we didn't want to actually rent a common area, we just wanted to do it on the campsite. I just didn't know if maybe we could go through the campground and just, you know, ask if we could deliver food in and, you know, whatever the case may be. So I called the campground. They put me in touch with the manager. She was like the food and beverage manager. We were talking about food and everything. And she told me that I could talk to somebody at the front desk and the manager there as well. But she said that basically they would have never stopped a wedding. As far as what Disney is known for and what they promote, happiness and, you know, all of that, they would never break up a wedding. It was not something that she said they would ever do. So I did call the fairy tale wedding coordinators. I explained to one of them, you know, what we wanted to do with just a small ceremony behind the campsite. She told me that it wasn't an option. And then her exact words were that she couldn't tell me yes, but she couldn't tell me no either. So I kind of took with that and I just kind of ran with it. So, you know, that's exactly what we did is we had a little ceremony right on the side of our campsite. And, you know, that was basically the end of it. It was very quick. It was only from four to eight thirty. And, you know, we everything was quiet by eight thirty. Everything was picked up and 
I don't, I really don't even think they knew that a wedding actually happened, to be honest with you. Right. And what's so interesting about that is that a campsite is similar to a hotel room. And in Florida, the laws say that you can, when you're renting a hotel room, you can have a wedding ceremony there. And so often people will rent hotel rooms at Disney World and Disney doesn't like it, but they can't stop it. And as long as you're not bothering anybody else, it's not a problem. And that's what she actually told me. She went as far as to say that she has had people she's known of that have rented the Polynesian suites that open up with the balconies overlooking the Magic Kingdom. And they actually get married in their room with the balcony open overlooking the Magic Kingdom. And she said there's nothing they can do about it. But I know some people frown upon it. But we went through Disney every chance we possibly could as far as every guest I had was staying on property you know, we were there for almost a week. We went to three parks. We spent a lot of money to do it this way, but some people have frowned upon it. But I, like I said, it was the most amazing day, and I really cannot imagine it happening any other way. How did your friends and family react when they found out that's where your wedding was going to be? To be honest with you, they really weren't too surprised. Like I said, it's kind of like a family thing for us. So my sister has a camper. My mom has a camper. My in-laws camp with us, with my sister-in-law and my niece. So this is like a family thing for us. And we were fortunate enough to have our very closest friends and family come and be a part of that with us, which some most of them don't usually get to do. So it was fun to have everybody there. It was it's it's a part of who we are. So it was really based on, you know, our wedding was based on who we are. And it was just it was perfect. How many guests ended up making the trip? I sent out 25 invitations and we had 35 adults and like nine to 10 kids. Wow. It was, uh, yeah, I have a family picture of all of us and it was great. Like I said, it was small. It was intimate. It was what we wanted. Unfortunately, we only had one. My husband's grandmother was only the one that could make the trip. We were missing three grandmothers. So that was kind of disappointing, but you know, they just couldn't make the drive from West Palm Beach. That was really the only thing that we were really missing. So. Okay. How many campsites did you book and how did you choose them? We had three campsites and we had three cabins and we had, I think we had seven golf carts, but I specifically wanted to be in a different area of the campground. And I was going based on what I had in my head. And when I called the morning of the morning we were leaving to head to the campground, I spoke with the manager at the front desk and I just told her that, you know, we were really hoping to get a bunch of space. She knew we had three campsites, three cabins, all of everything was linked together on our reservation. And, um, she told me that the area I wanted to be in was completely booked. So she ended up putting us somewhere else And I just remember the whole ride there, I was so devastated. And I was just like, I have to just give it to God because I can't even think about it right now. And I remember pulling in and looking at the site and it was beautiful. It was exactly what we needed. The space was incredible. I was so worried about the lights and stringing, having enough light for everybody to see. And there were like seven huge trees just all in this big circle. So I knew the lights were going to work out. It was just everything was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And you did a lot of DIY and basically planned and executed the entire event yourself. Can you tell me a bit about your process for planning? I had been planning since April and my mom and my sister, we were all kind of buying things here and there. And my mom made my bouquet. 
she made all the bridesmaids bouquets the morning of the wedding with the baby's breath. And I made all the boutonnieres and mostly everything except the baby's breath was artificial. And that was for me, it was really of my flower budget was very low. It was incredibly low. So it was worth it to me to, you know, do the artificial flowers. And everybody was kind of giving me a hard time about it, but it ended up being really beautiful. And like I said, my mom made my bouquet. My husband made the arch, the the wooden arch that we got married under. He cut a bunch of wooden discs and we ended up putting them on the aisle next to the hay bales and putting mason jars in them with the baby's breath. We did so much. I made all the chalkboards. My mom made the memory frame with all of our pictures of our family members who had passed away. We just, we did so much. There, there was a lot that we did. Wow. And where'd you get the hay bales? We got them from a little feed store. It was like 45 minutes from the campground. And my husband and my father-in-law went and picked them up the day before the wedding. And we just kind of stacked them up behind the campsites. And that was, that's where we put them. (laughs) What did you do for food? Did you set out food for like a reception after? We had barbecue and it was absolutely excellent. Everybody you know, we were all cooking, everybody cooked. It was, it was great. That's cool. Can you give a basic timeline of how the day ran? Yeah, it was a very early morning. My sister-in-law and my niece and I got up very early. We went straight to Publix, got the cake and the baby's breath and uh, both cakes actually. And we came back and all of the guys went fishing and we, all the girls, went over to the campsite and started setting up, and my mom and my sister had been there all morning. So we, I, set, I helped everybody set up until like 10.30, and I had to meet hair and makeup at the cabin at 11 with my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law. So we went back there, and that's when we all started getting ready. My sister, my mom, and my husband, and every all the guys finished the aisle and the campsite, and They didn't really set up the aisle until about 20, 30 minutes before the ceremony. We didn't want to have everything. It was actually on the dog walk, which was, which is kind of funny, but that's exactly where we had everything set up. So it was like the starting area of the dog walk. And there was a bridge that went back into the woods, basically. Then everything was kind of running late. We were still waiting on a couple of my friends to get there. So uh, I think it ended up starting around four when it was supposed to start at three. And the end was, like I said, we ate around six and then everything. We had some family that actually just drove up for the day and then they ended up driving home. So they left early about seven so they could get home. And uh, everybody was pretty much gone by 8.30. And I think I was asleep by 10. (laughs) (laughs) It was a long, like I said, we went to three parks and it was three parks and a wedding all in a week. And it was, it was eventful. So. Wow. Yes. Now you talked a bit about saving money with your flowers. What were the most important aspects of your wedding where you did focus your budget and your attention? The one thing that I had known in my mind was my pictures. I knew that I wanted my pictures and I wanted them. So I knew I wanted to spend money with my friend, Eve Greendale, who's absolutely amazing. And I knew, I I knew there was no other photographer that I would want do my wedding. So when I asked her, she was absolutely no, no problem. Let's do it. So 
you know, it really just kind of worked out that way. But my dress was really the only other thing that we really spent a lot of money on. And, you know, it was something I went to David's bridal in June and I tried on a ton of dresses and I just felt like everything I was trying on was way too formal for the woods. So my sister, her husband's sister-in-law is actually a dressmaker. So she, my sister called her and asked her, you know, if she was still making dresses and it just so happened to work out that she was. And literally I had one day of going down to Miami to pick out the fabric. And then we had, I think seven or eight fittings down at her house in Coral Springs. And that was it. And I had my dream dress. My mom got it for me. It was probably the best gift that I got for my wedding. (laughs) Wow. Wow. No, it looked great. It went perfectly with the feel of the ceremony and had almost a vintage look to it. Yes, at that and that's what I was kind of going for and I wanted the sleeves with the bell sleeve and the lace on the bottom with the dress with the lace on the sleeves and it just like I said we went down to Miami my sister my mom and the dressmaker and uh we went down there and you know we searched and searched we were down there all day in Miami we went from fabric shop to fabric shop and we just could not find anything cuz you have to find the lace first and then match the fabric to the color of the lace and we just were not having any luck so finally we looked i looked up and i saw this wagon wheel lace and it was just absolutely gorgeous and she looked at it and it was you know it wasn't stiff it was it was flexible and that's kind of what we needed. So it was perfect. It just ended up working out that they had exactly four yards. And I think she ended up using all of it and having one little piece left over. So (laughs) it was great. Everything worked out. Wow. And I also love that you got your cake at Publix because I know people love Publix cakes. Did you choose from a selection they had or did you send them an inspiration picture? No, to be honest with you, I got a lot of flack for the Publix cake. Really? Because I hear nothing but great reviews about how great Publix cakes are. I think it's a Florida thing, to be honest with you, because I personally, I've never, you know, my baby shower cake, it did come from from a bakery, but every cake I've ever gotten, and granted, I've never gotten married before, has been Publix. And you know, I personally did it for convenience because we were getting married in the campground and I didn't want to have people, I didn't want to throw it in anybody's face. Let's put it that way. So I wanted to have limited traffic coming through the campground and I actually did it for convenience so I could go and pick it up. And that was basically my thing is that it was 10 minutes away from the campground. It would be easy for me to go and get it. And that was basically the reason I chose Publix. And thank God I did because Something did happen to the cake, and I'm telling you, my mom went in there the next day and showed them the pictures, and the guy was so apologetic. He's the one I had been dealing with since June, and I had just told him basically that I wanted just a two-tier cake, and I wanted it white with some gray ribbon at the bottom, and that was, you know, I wanted it very simple because I had the cake topper. I had the wooden cake toppers, the rustic ones, with, and then the top hat and the little stick with the veil. So it was just, I just wanted something very simple. So I, I didn't even send him a drawing. I see. And what happened with the cake? Well, we got the cake back to the cabin and the cabin's air conditioning. I put it on the table and everybody while I would, this was while I was getting ready and everybody kept walking in and they would open the lid to the cake and they'd look at each other. And I just, I really, I really wasn't even paying attention. There was so much going on. 
And uh, finally, I think my sister-in-law came up to me and she was like, hey, don't freak out, but the cake is really leaning and you know, I, we don't know what to do. So I, I just told her, I was like, well, at this point, there's nothing we can do. So if it's going to lean, you know, let it lean. And then, you know, we decided we weren't going to take it over to the campsites because, you know, we, we decided for a November wedding, but it's usually not as hot in November as it was here last November. So everything was just, everybody was hot and the pictures are beautiful. But if you look close, we're like sweating and, it's, uh, it was really hot and I, I'm not sure if that had anything to do with it, but the fondant literally just melted off of the cake. Oh. And by the time we went to cut it, my sister actually had to take the tear, the top tier in her hands and put it back on. It was, <laughs> but at that point, the pictures that we got from it were great and we're all laughing and smiling and it was just it was a mess. But now that I look back, it's just laughable, really. And like I said, they refunded us and they were really, really great about it. The tear cake was all vanilla. So I had ordered a quarter sheet or actually I think I ordered the half sheet chocolate. And thank God we had the extra chocolate cake because everybody ate the chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Some people tried to eat the vanilla, but it wasn't, you know, (laughs) what it should have been. (laughs) Well, I take it this was not your favorite memory of your wedding day. What was your favorite memory? (laughs) Um, I think my favorite memory was, you know, Billy and I have been together for, we had been together for 15 years when we got married and we just had our 16 year anniversary in April. So just seeing him and like finally having the moment of having a wedding and being married, I think that was probably my favorite. But right before my pastor announced us husband and wife, the Magic Kingdom boats were coming into the marina at the campground. And right before he announced us husband and wife, the boats started laying on their horn and it lasted for like a minute and a half and everybody some of our family knew what it was and some of them were like oh my gosh what is that and we're like oh it's the magic kingdom boats just saying congratulations (laughs) (laughs) oh could they see you from where no they could not see us we were actually behind our campsite and butted up into the woods but uh it was definitely heard by everyone (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah it was great so other than the leaning tower of cake did anything else go wrong or just not turn out like you expected I mean, honestly, you know, there were a couple things just because I had to kind of walk away and I had this purple punch recipe that I had been researching for months and I forgot the recipe at the cabin and I didn't leave it. And my husband and my sister just kind of eyeballed it and it turned into like the black lagoon drink instead (laughs) of this purple cocktail. So I was kind of, you know, upset about that, but I got over it. It, Everything else was, you know... Like I told my husband, something bad is going to happen. I'm sorry, but you can plan your day a hundred million ways and something's bad is going to happen. And you just kind of have to roll with it. And, you know, I, I just feel like we really had no other option at that point. So we just kind of laughed it off and made the best of it. (laughs) That's awesome. So it sounds like you're a real roll with the punches kind of bride. Was there any aspect of the wedding that you were stressed about or seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? I think just the cake, really. I was, like I said, I was really worried about having the lighting. The lighting was a real issue for me. And then once we got to the campsite and I saw all of the, you know, trees, that was something that was like a godsend because I was really worried about how we were going to hang these lights. And then the picnic tables, we know from going there so much that 
you're allowed to have 10 people per campsite. So technically you're allowed to have two picnic tables and, but they only give you one. You have to request the other one. So each one of us in our campsites requested the other picnic table. So we had six picnic tables and it worked out just perfect and it was exactly what we needed. And we had some camping chairs and all that. But other than that, it was, that was really just kind of what I was worried about was, and the rain, it was supposed to rain all day, the day of the wedding. And then after, I think the day after the storm stalled, it was supposed to bring the cold and then it never, it stalled and it didn't come, but thank God it did. I'd rather have dealt with the heat than the rain. So Right. And then is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known then? You know, I wish I would have known. I didn't find out about it, you know, being the law or the rule that we technically weren't breaking any laws because I was really nervous. I, my husband's uh, cousin is actually a sheriff and he was invited to the wedding, but we didn't know that he had to work. So as I was getting ready in the cabin, everybody was like, oh my gosh, there's a sheriff here. And I'm thinking to myself, oh no, they're coming to break up the wedding. Somebody found out about it. And then I walked outside and he took off his helmet and it was my husband's cousin. And he was just coming to say hi. So (laughs) thank God that, you know, that was the one thing I was worried about. But now I know, you know, it was, like I said, we had no noise complaints. I really picked, we picked everything up by 8.30. It was, we were trying to be as respectful as we could because- this is one of our favorite places in the world. So, you know, I didn't want to be banned from Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've offered a lot of great tips and advice. Anything else for someone who might be considering getting married at Fort Wilderness or just having a Disney wedding in general? You know, I feel like everybody should be able to afford a Disney wedding. And I feel like that's kind of gotten lost. And originally, I thought the prices were absolutely crazy, but I feel like this is a great option for brides that want to keep it simple and just want to have like, you know, they actually rent campers now. So it would be, you know, you don't even have to own a camper. You can do it in the cabins. I just feel like this is a great option for people that want to keep it simple and, you know, just have a really relaxed setting for their wedding. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I'm actually working on that right now just because there's been such, you know, an outreach that all these women have been talking about how much they love the wedding and the pictures. I'm working on that. But right now they can actually go to Eve's website at evegreendale.com and they can see her little post that she has on the wedding as well. Okay, that's great. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time to share the story of your day. I think it was really instructive, especially for people who are interested in Fort Wilderness or want to know how to DIY completely from scratch (laughs) their own wedding. So I appreciate your taking the time. No problem, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.